0: Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive, with Andy and the White Whale.
1: Welcome to the Deep Dive. This is your week four handicap, from A to Z, from soup to nuts, from 101 on the rotation number to two fifty. Wait, how far down are we going? 275? 275. Two seventy-five. We are, are going to break down all of these games on the slate through Thursday and Sunday. Very excited to be doing this with you again, Andy. How are you doing this beautiful Wednesday evening? Uh, for those of you listening, we record these on Wednesday evening.
0: I, I am solid. Very excited for this week. We won last week. We got some closing line value games were semi-predictive, and there were some good games. I mean, just like from an entertainment standpoint, I really did, I did enjoy that uh, the Chiefs the Chiefs Ravens game. It was that was nice great. Money on it as well. So no, I'm pumped. 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 We have uh, we both have taken a bunch of positions already.
1: I got some so, closing line yeah, value just, already too, or at to least it. I look like I am in position to get some. So are you on the our Patriots? Under looks little, little, oh, little. I was tasty about here. to ask:
0: Have the lines closed? No, yet? they haven't.
1: But the one is getting close, and I think I'm going to get some CLV on tomorrow's side, which is exciting. I think I I I scooped that one at like the the absolute bottom, which is pretty cool. Um, hopefully, doesn't go hard the other direction that would be sad for me but uh, yeah any, uh, any kind of I guess uh, it's real I didn't prep you for this but I want to get your take um, oh, wow. every year there are a couple of 3-0 and teams that are total and, you know total, uh, total afterthoughts come the end of the season and every year there are some 3-0 teams that have um, you know I, I think actually I did the numbers on this it is equally likely if you start 3-0 and that you finish out of the playoff mix or that you have a bye uh, for for uh, and, and home field advantage throughout the playoffs i want i want to just go get your rapid reaction i 'm going to list all the three 0 teams and I want you to classify them one or the other for me equal likelihood you ready i'm yes. not i'm going go i 'm going go in totally surprising order to catch you off guard more likely to have home field advantage or be out of the playoff mix green Bay packers mm-hmm.
0: I'm not good at this game. Boy, that's tough. Out of the playoff mix. <laughs> Seen it yet? Even though I think they win Thursday. Rams. Ah, home field Niners. Ah, home field. Boy, <laughs> I'm giving too many NFC teams home field advantage. They can't all have it cuz I still I still have one in the NFC that I'm going to say home field to as well. Cuz lo- I've loved I just it. I've loved the playoffs. Dallas. Against Dallas. Yeah, we said it. We said it in the preview pod. If Kellen Moore can call plus TV plays, they have pieces. like This team overperformed while having a really good roster last year. It was a weird dynamic. But, yes, Dallas, we're going to return to my childhood when I was a young man just getting into football and Dallas and San Francisco would meet in the NFC title game every year.
1: It does have that whiff to it. It kind of does. This is old school. Dallas, Packers, San Francisco. Yeah, this is like our 90s uh, growing up, man. Uh, How about the Pats?
0: Yeah, they're fine. They're going to do all right. (laughs) I just went through the DVOA stuff
1: on Football Outsiders. Yeah, (laughs) number
0: one DVOA offense, number one DVOA defense. Granted, some adjustments need to be made for schedule. The three teams they played are combined, you know, zero and eight, zero and nine, whatever. But at least they're going to yeah, get Chiefs tested. Are good these... too. At least, Chiefs... at least
1: they got. At least they're going to get tested these next couple of weeks. They got uh, after this Bills game. They got some some games against the Redskins and and the Giants. We'll finally see what they're made of. Um, <laughs> Bills. The... Yeah.
0: Bills might be on the
1: outside look. They they've they've
0: played well. They got it done, but uh, I just don't know. But the home field's gonna be tough. Like I can see him in the playoffs. Yeah, I think for sure you get a three-game head start like this.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're in the driver's seat for the for the wild card if you're the Buffalo Bills. I think nine, nine, nine wins is completely attainable. Uh, some more easy games against they haven't they haven't even played the Dolphins yet, and they've got three wins. <laughs> this is uh, this is going well for the Bills. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that those were my reads as well. I would, uh, I would put the Rams. I'm a little, I'm still real sketched on the Rams. There's still a lot of things that I don't love seeing, but I was with you. I, I do believe that the, the Niners are the real deal. I do believe that the, um, that the Cowboys are the real deal. Um, and, uh, it's going to be exciting to see these next couple weeks. Uh, I'm hanging a lot of my decision making on coaching and, uh, you know, uh, there's, there's a lot to like about the those teams especially. Um, let's get into this card where we have an underachiever in the Philadelphia Eagles heading to an undefeated in the Green Bay Packers. Philadelphia is 0-3 against the spread this season. Packers are 3-0. and uh, Philadelphia uh, was, we could not have been more on the right side of the fade. Philadelphia fade last week. Um, And let me, I guess, let me get your take on that. Uh, Did you feel like the Philadelphia, that was that play on the Lions plus seven for you? Was that more of a Philadelphia fade or was that some belief that the Lions are are frisky?
0: I mean, like I said in tweets, the defense hasn't played bad. They're not a top 10 defense, but it's not a bad defense. With the injuries, getting a touchdown is just too much, so... It, it like you said, probably a fade and probably like an injury fade and a number scrab that was no, no way indicative of me believing in the in the Lions. Yeah. I think two weeks in a Same. row now, you can go back and look at some of the stats and comparisons and say they should not have won either. Lions
1: might, the Lions could very well be 0-3 right now. <laughs> very easily could have been 0-3. Uh, and um, yeah, yeah, Philadelphia was sloppy. Uh, they obviously, you know, a lot of drop passes. They give up a, a kickoff return for a touchdown. When was the last time we saw one of those? Um, And it was, yeah, it was it was it was not a good uh, not a good effort from the birds. Um, But what we've seen from Doug Peterson to this point in his professional coaching career has been uh, still good decision making, still scheming, still good planning. And he even tipped his hand a little bit in the run up to that Lions game that he was looking at uh, the Packers. Uh, he was doing a little bit of advanced game planning. He was looking at this as a two-game, you know, two-game window, not just simply next opponent, focusing only on them. Uh, and to a little bit, uh, you know, it's playing a little bit into my handicap here because I do expect a more experienced coach in Peterson going up against a rookie head coach on Thursday night football from Lafleur. I think plays into advantage Philly uh Philadelphia is going to be getting Alshon Jeffrey back uh some of the pieces that we were concerned about on defense that were out last week are coming back Uh, still without Jernigan still without uh will not have Darby out there still no Deshaun Jackson to take the top off the defense but uh I think overall I like what I'm seeing from Carson Wentz I like what I'm seeing from this um offensive line in general from Philadelphia and I think they're going to be able to score points on the Packers um other side of the ball a lot of questions still about this packers offense um not loving floor and rodgers in company and how they're uh you know how they're getting through 60 minutes of game week in week out they give us about what how many what how many minutes out of 60 are they a competent offense in in the 3 weeks we've seen so far
0: Think of the vikings game yeah maybe that there was there was about
1: 2 minutes in that 2 minutes in that broncos game where they were competent too um yeah maybe in the one drive in the bears game where they uh did a little freestyling let let uh let Rodgers kind of uh kind of kind of uh get creative there um yeah it's it's been about one to two drives per game for these guys that they've looked competent that they've looked prepared and i think on a short week uh, that's going to manifest in uh, in a little bit of a struggle here. I think for the first time this season, we're going to see them playing from behind because uh, Philadelphia can get out there and they can score and they can be aggressive. And uh, I think they're going to put pressure on this team. And And uh, I took points uh, at four and a half when it was plus 103. That is as low as I've seen it all week. And I think it's not really respectful of how good Philadelphia still is as a team. Look ahead for this game was Green Bay minus two and a half. So the fact that it opened at, f- at uh, what did it open at? Three and a half or four? Fact that it opened over the key number of three, um, I felt like was somewhat of a rea- overreaction to that uh, Lions game where they were the, Philly was the better team. They just didn't catch the breaks, uh, and they were hurt. Uh, so this is a this is a spot where I think the market has drastically overreacted to the Green Bay and, and under under appreciating Philly's strengths. And uh, and I'm I'm on plus four and a half tomorrow night. So looking for the Dirty Birds to get one. Do you think they can win?
0: It it opened three, so it wasn't that big of a adjustment. And it was, I mean, you caught the buyback. I don't, I don't know how you feel. If you feel differently about getting in early and getting the CLV or catching the far end and getting the buyback, either way, you're getting value on your number. Once it closes, your number is more valuable than the closer. If indeed it does close down at like three and a half four, ah. Uh, So I I thought the lookhead was fine. I thought the I thought the opener was fine.
1: Good. I want to answer that real quick. I feel better about buying it on at the low point. Number one, because I feel like it's more markets matured matured a little bit. And number two, I think some of the movement from four and a half back to four has been on the news of Alshon Jeffrey will play and some of these pieces who we thought were going to be out because you know they were injured last week and it's a short week. Well, lo and behold, they're going to be taking taking the field on 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 Thursday.
0: Yeah, this was this was just a big no play for me. Well, I agree. I agree with some of your points, and it'll be good to have Alshon back. Deshaun's still out, and this is a much, much better defense. Lions. This is in Green Bay. I guess the only reason I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to the other side is because of the ineptitude of the Green Bay offense. Quite a bit of the season so far. I don't, really, I don't really see a lot of value on either side. I guess I respect you getting the half there, but hard, no play for me. Philly, Philly with the injury still playing, playing up, a, up a little bit as far as just Green Bay's defense and going, going to Lambeau. It's a, it's a tough place to play. You won't be shocked. No, nah, if... even when it's not cold and snowy
1: quite yet. You won't be shocked. No, I, yourself, I wouldn't be shocked right? at
0: either result here. Oh, no, I, I do think – I think Green Bay wins. I think it's a close game. I just – I don't see value on either side.
1: Will you be shocked if Green Bay wins in going away?
0: No, I, I wouldn't be shocked if either team you know got it going here. If Green Bay gets their offense going, they can win by a touchdown or two. That's their biggest question mark. Can, you know can that offense look competent like it has in little flashes here or there throughout you know throughout the short season so far? If they do that, they'll, they could win going away, I'm sure certainly. If they don't. If that offense looks bad like it has, some pieces back even against a good defense and go get a road win here so yeah hard stay away i'll just uh probably play something in the, the second half okay
1: okay that's fair that's fair um i will i will only kind of close with uh i do expect philadelphia to be very competitive and, and get you know I, I don't i'm not backing them on the money line but i think they are right for this win um and in uh, you know and i am putting a lot of stake in in some kind of traditional handicapping angles here, which have not proven to necessarily be effective this season. (laughs) No, but still the buy low. Like, I'm buying low on the Eagles this week, period. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a buy low spot for the Eagles. This is a sell high spot for the Packers. Packers' third home game in a row. Yeah, before we
0: move on, yeah. did you see that tweet? Someone asked about possibly buying some... I'm assuming he was uh, referring to season-long stakes, whether it's you know, NFC East, just in general, or to make the playoffs. Would you, as a Philly backer, you're backing Philly, not getting a ton of points. I mean, you're over three. Would you be backing them, you know, in a season-long bet here? Would you think it could be a good time to buy buy low on that? Because, you know, if you're backing them at four and a half, you're giving them a halfway decent chance to win this game. Obviously, the numbers adjust at that point. It's a really good question. If they do, if they lose this game to Green Bay, if they lose this game to Green Bay, ahead of their schedule a little, I probably will get involved with a little bit of Philly. Maybe not to win the East, but maybe to win, make the playoffs. If I can find that's a number the only look that. I
1: would go with, even to win the NFC. If they lose this game, yeah. I would look at them. I would look for so, a price to make the playoffs because um, they, yeah, they have. Coming off their bye, they gotta play the Patriots and the Seahawks, although they get both games at home. Um I, I like actually I, I like their schedule a lot. Uh for the last four weeks of the season, they get the they get the Giants twice and they get the Redskins. Uh in Miami. Last five weeks of the season, there's four wins the last five weeks of the season for this team. Maybe maybe five of the last six, if uh if we include yeah, I guess- Seattle. I like hope 12. they lose. I think they're better. Um, there's a lot of wins left on
0: the schedule. <laughs> I hope they lose. When I'm Shit, a to win the of, NFC. Yeah, there's a lot of
1: wins left on this schedule. <laughs> yeah, now that it, I look at, get them it. in the playoffs. The problem is, the problem is mm-hmm. that uh, no, that's what I'm saying. I looked, I looked at the schedule <laughs> yeah, after that tweet. Yeah, and the problem. Yeah, they they can definitely bounce back in the second half. The, of the problem season. is that Dallas is going. to potentially going to run away with the east dallas also has some of these advantages although granted they have one less game against washington and one less game against new york because they've already played both of those teams although philly's already played washington once too so but yeah no i'm looking at the dallas schedule and dallas is a little bit more difficult row road here than uh, philadelphia does a little bit not much more um and i would say but i but i would say it's if, if Philly picks up a loss here, if they have three losses, I don't think I see Dallas getting to five losses, which makes it extremely unlikely that they win the East. And it means no, I'm, I'm 100% in on them. Yeah,
0: this is the wild card situation. If they start in a game, if they lose and they're down to one and three, and, and I mean, Dallas is Dallas's is road favorite, not by much, but. If they start one and three, and Dallas does get a win in New Orleans, like the division is pretty well yeah, dead. Which for them. means, yeah, it's it's hard yeah. to say that quarter of the way through the season, but it's still it, it makes it very difficult. That's where it would be to make the playoffs or because uh, or win the NFC. Hopefully get them in the
1: playoffs and then do some hedging out of that because that'll be. be a big nice Because be. yeah, so. honestly, like they're so. not they're not the Let's kind of and let's
0: touch I, on this next week after we have a result. Yeah, no, we'll but see some but, but, numbers too.
1: Yeah, going going a step even further here though, like they're not a team I'm in love with on the road. Other than, I mean, I've been backing them on the road to this week. Other obviously. than this week, other than this week, but no, I mean, like, 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 are they winning three consecutive games in the road? Uh, I don't know. A lot, so much of their success in the playoffs that people will kind of hearken to, really, I felt like was driven pretty substantially by a, you know, really impressive home field advantage. And you know, you don't want to play the Lincoln in, right, in the playoffs. Let's move on to Sunday. So, all right, what do you got? Well, I don't know,
0: bunch of games. Eating <laughs> the thumbs now. I thought you'd talk longer. <laughs> A little bit of hard brain. Old. I'm old and washed. I need to take my calcium, just like the mill. Um, <laughs> Carolina, Houston. I'm pumped for the Kyle Allen. He, I don't know. He didn't look uh, both. Uh, both him and Daniel. Daniel. We, it didn't look too apprehensive. We're just
1: calling him Dimes now.
0: Like it was. It was kind of fun watching. him We're just calling him Dimes. You're right. It was fun to watch some some of these uh, younger quarterbacks step in and, and not look terrible. Granted, Arizona's defense, not good. Like, that was uh, – I guess that was kind of the result you needed there, especially for Carolina. Or do we have any update? Just I mean, before I even preview this game, do we have any sort of semblance of a timetable for I, I'm going to
1: say that
0: uh, – I couldn't find well, anything I mean, solid. If, if,
1: okay, so – my 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 gut read on this is that they're not being truthful at all. Um, the fact that they went from ah, it's a foot, it's definitely a foot, but we've seen it's it's a shoulder and a foot, whatever or a foot. I mean, it's 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 either only a shoulder or it's mostly a shoulder and a, a little bit of a foot. Um, but the fact that they went from ah, oh, it's a foot, he's he's probably going to start this week. Nah, he's not going to start this week. Maybe next week. Actually, it turns out it's a list Frank injury. Um, that that spells six, eight weeks. Um, which is Mm -hmm. not good. And the fact that they are kind of using that as the, Oh, this is what it is. is—that seems like smokescreen. uh, Honestly, this is, this is a situation here where he needs to get right from the shoulder. uh, And they probably put him on the shelf for the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. And I think what we, from what we've seen from him from two weeks already this season, the Panthers fortunes and Ron Rivera's employment um, are better off in the hands of Kyle on anyway um Cam was awful in the 2 weeks we've saw passing the football. Uh, yeah, was, if if that shoulder he may not can't recover, he was at least right. sharp.
0: He's not going to throw well. The, I agree. the the shoulder's just so fucked. I mean, I am not even worried about the foot. The foot is the foot, the sh- shoulder was just bad. So, and I guess it's it's silly to talk about. He's not playing this week certainly. Alan will be, be visiting him. And I think the big, I, to me, besides Deshaun Watson continuing to be an electric player who needs just a couple more pieces around him to take that giant next step up, I think that might be kind of the the narrative this week. And it's got brought up in a couple chats, and it was apparent on Sunday. And it's been, it's been apparent with just some of the watching back and looking at the grades. Offensive line isn't the worst offensive line in the league you know maybe they're not top 10 maybe it's not a really good offensive line but it's so much better than it has been and deshaun watson with time is super fucking dangerous (laughs) deshaun watson when he's not on his back when he's not running for his life when he's not driving to the next game because he's he has internal bleeding and yeah this is this is a bad spot for carolina to catch houston like you wanted to catch him before this line gelled. Like the offensive lines, they've said that. I've, I've heard nice quotes from offensive line coaches, offensive coaches. Talent is great, but continuity is better. You, you need to just play together. You need to keep the same guys together. Tomso is a nice pickup, pick but he needed, you know, he needed a couple games. It looked better. So this is going forward. Houston definitely live, definitely live to not only you know win the wet or win the west win the south but win a playoff game cuz i i've always been a deshaun believer it sucks that you know he gets his face rattled 30 times a game it really really sucks for him individual too he's for sure going to have cte like that's already that's already happening so i i didn't make a play in this one but definitely lean definitely towards houston laying these points i uh a big fan of what this offense can do under the current situation.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. All your points are super sound. There, Larry Tunsil has just solidified this offensive line. They are no longer a dumpster fire. Uh, Deshaun Watson is playing at a cl- cl- clearly at a top ten quarterback level, uh, probably at a top five. Uh, does he have a nickname? Do we have a nickname for Deshaun Watson? That's a mouthful. Um, I don't think we got. I don't think we have a nickname for Watson. Yeah, we'll come up, Mister Watson, something like that. Anyway, we need We need something, some some nickname here for for Watson because he's he's here to stay and he is going to be a force for a long time. He is playing spectacular quarterback. Uh, Signed Priest Holmes. <laughs> what does that do for him? Then you can have doctor. That's
0: a thing. Uh, Jerry. You're gonna have to. you uh, get Holmes and Watson.
1: I see. I see Holmes and Watson. I like this. Uh, anyway, that there you I guess go. I didn't. I didn't think too. Okay. I think he retired. Okay. We we're glowing here about. We're glowing here about uh, Houston. Meanwhile, Carolina, yeah, not inspiring. Even in going to the desert and getting a very impressive win i'm not running to the window to back this team and and kyle allen again just for now i'd like to see a lot more body work from him for for i you know believe in in kyle allen um but uh we're not really giving a lot of consideration here to houston minus four i'm gonna own it it's because i don't trust bill o'brien to put away a lead um. Even with a you know mm-hmm. with a with, with a, even with a, a fortified offensive line, I don't think that they have the you know that they have the horses to just keep you know keep Carolina from making a comeback in this game. You know, Houston defense still has huge liabilities in the secondary. Um, and even though they may now be a contender with uh you know you know with the quarterback play they're getting um bill o'brien's always going to hold them back a step in my mind and i don't know if i'm going to be back in houston very often this season unless they're in an especially favorable spot and this is not necessarily one of those so i didn't really give this game a lot of give give it a lot of thought um i had a flash of "Ooh, this is a nice over spot because you know both teams are going to be able to pick on each other's secondaries and then some of the sharper folks we talked to had made some pretty solid points about matchups and i was like yeah maybe Maybe this is about right on the total. So I've ended up staying off of this game altogether. Did you have any leans either way on side or total here, or are we just moving down the card?
0: No, like I said, i lean a little towards Houston. If I saw some Carolina money, I'd consider it, but probably not at three and a half. Like you said, the Bill O'Brien stuff scares me. I'm probably just going to stay off it and watch. And I, I guess the final point before we move on, shit on J.J. Watt week one he didn't make the stat sheet. I don't know if maybe it takes an adjustment playing without Clowney. He made the stat sheet last week. He was all Great over point. the place. A lot of pressure. He looked good. So defense defense is picking it up a little. Could be, could be a yeah, good team.
1: Yeah, I agree with this. Um, speaking of a team that might be good, that we've been on the bandwagon for for a while, the Baltimore Ravens are uh, hosting divisional foe, the Cleveland Browns, a team that the public has broadly dumped. This is the girlfriend that got dumped this last weekend. Uh, we expected to see Baltimore minus three and a half on the look ahead, which I thought was a fair number. It opened at Baltimore minus five. We considered taking that on the Sunday pod. And it ended up floating all the way out to Baltimore minus seven. Uh, at that point, I kind of pulled my hair, scratched my head, and I said, enough is enough. I'm taking the seven points here. I'm taking the bait. Um, I'm not doing this because I specifically believe in anything about Cleveland right now. Um, I simply think that this is uh, a little bit too much of an overreaction uh, from one-week play. And honestly, there were some things about Baltimore out there in that Kansas City game that I did not love. Um, their defense is pretty susceptible to what uh, to what Freddie Kitchens has been overusing to this point, the three wide receiver sets. Um, Kansas City, whenever they had three wide receivers on that field, got whatever they wanted. Um, on the other hand, Cleveland has shown a pretty decent ability to stymie the running game. Um, that should come into play in terms of you know, not allowing Baltimore to slip into their crutch, which is, you know, the heavy-duty power running game and leaning on Mark Ingram. Um, to a degree, that Baltimore got up for that game against Kansas City, and they were playing their asses off. They were playing exceptionally hard. I think it's going to be tough to turn around and get ready again for a divisional opponent who played them very, very closely in the two contests that they had last season. If anything can kind of get Baker Mayfield kind of in the right frame of mind, you know, back on track to what we saw flashes of him last season, it should be going up against right. a familiar right. opponent, an opponent he prepared for twice like, <laughs> well, shit man. That was a that was a, a sideshow in and of itself. I I don't I I yeah. I two people that should probably not you know two people that that are talking a little bit too much at this point uh in Baker Mayfield and Rex Ryan as far as i can tell you no winners in that fight um the um the but yeah in general this is a common a familiar opponent for Mayfield to kind of uh to be competitive against um there's a lot of matchups to like in this on the part of the Cleveland Browns, I do not think they get the win. I have this as Baltimore winning by four points. I could see a Baltimore by a field goal. Um, this is going to be a pretty close, competitive, exciting game, uh, and I'm happy to have Cleveland plus seven in this spot. Do you think I made a mistake?
0: You're probably right. It's a nice, it's a nice number grab. Um, Andy Reid is a hundred times the scheme. Schemer than Freddie Kitchens is at this point.
1: Strong agree that
0: Andy Reid's just going to make everyone look stupid. Like I watched, watched, some a good follow on Twitter at uh, all twenty two breaks down some stuff nice, and I watched just like a short little two minute video, breaking down some of the, the things Andy Reid does with his receiver sets, just like clearing out clearing out defenders. Defenders go to places they don't want to go, shouldn't go. Ol Hardman touchdown. My amazing. God, like as, as open – you just you just watch that and it's like, oh, man, he's wide open. Who screwed up? And, you know, this guy explains why he was wide open. And there's no way around it. Like Andy Reid's super smart at this offense stuff. <laughs> I, I don't think – obviously, you know. I don't think it needs to be said, you know, Baker Mayfield is not Patrick Mahomes and they don't have the speed and the talent oh, OBJ, good receiver. So we might see a little, might see a little problems like you said with the three receiver sets. Again, this is probably too much. I, I am considering this play because like <laughs> it's one of those things where I, it's something I've fought over the years. When you fall in love with the team, you play some preseason futures then all of a sudden you, you're apprehensive to back them, and Baltimore's that team for me this year. But yeah, like you said, this is seven probably is a bit too much. This is three and a half in the look ahead line. Cleveland's offensive line still a bit of a problem. Um, you know, like I said, Andy Reid being a great offensive schemer, I think uh, the Baltimore defense is going to be a lot more of a handful than uh, some of the some of the teams Cleveland's faced so far. So this this could be. I'm almost leaning to an under here. I'm not going to touch uh, it. It's i don't, already been I don't already I don't been hate that at all. A, a point and a half. I don't
1: hate that at all. No, I don't hate that at all. No. This yeah,
0: pass for me, but definitely I like your play. That was a great numbers grab. Nice patience by you. What about and, uh, Yeah, kind of leaning the under. I'm going to watch. I'm looking maybe a first half under. What I about i might play this later in the week once we get close. Oh, check. that's a good idea.
1: What about um what about Cleveland plus 7 as a as a little bit of a middle shot here? on some of the Baltimore love from preseason. Because, obviously, I, I have a... Yeah, have no, a pretty that's homeless. exactly what I'm thinking. I, I, yeah, right. I, I mean, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, forget forget about it. Write them off. They are done. And I don't think either team comes close to sniffing the North. The Browns, they still might. They, this is, obviously, this is the first AFC North contest between either of these teams uh, and across the division. And the schedule is backloaded for Cleveland. They're going to have five more games against ASC North competition in like the last seven weeks or something. Um, So they still kind of control a lot of their own destiny. Um, And, you know, and it may get worse before it gets better for this team. Freddie Kitchens did a lot of really dumb things. Uh, And, you know, the kind of things where you're like, actually, I I think I figured it out. Think of one. Tell me if – well, no, of course you can think of one. But tell me if this, like – tell me if this – If this passes the smell test, Freddie Kitchens seems like the guy that like read or is like scanned a lot of like the plus EV conversations about play calling, play sequencing and stuff like that. Like he's like gotten like 50% of it and he thinks he's doing what is smart, but he doesn't really know, you know, he's like, like he's got like this. Oh yeah, no, 11 personnel is working for Sean McVay. I need to do that. Right? Oh, this is uh, oh you oh you you throw uh, in in the and you run on in these. Uh, you, that I should do that. Right? Like it's almost like he doesn't really get it a hundred percent. He's just kind of you know being oh you, I got to be aggressive and go for it on fourth down. Like that's the way this is this is is done. Right? But he's he's not hundred percent doing it in the right <laughs> like getting it all the way. Does that, does that yeah? Make sense? No, like he's that
0: kind of I get what you're saying. Yeah, it, it'd be hard to make that stick you know obviously he thinks we'll he's never being know, smart you know what i mean not, like he thinks he's being smart it's not the worst yeah it's not the worst theory and i mean i just to to close that one out like cleveland got a lot of love i said this early in the in the spring and summer it's still all new head co- all new coaching staff really with a very young quarterback and with a team that hasn't experienced success like it's going to take a bit they have a lot of good pieces but it just might not be this year, right? If they can get their shit, they get they can they can get into wild card. But you know the people that placed all these Browns to win the Super Bowl tickets, like it's just a little early with that shit, especially with New England and Kansas City in the conference. <laughs> Oops. So, no, I, I like your play, and yeah, oopsies. <laughs> um, the Meadowlands. Okay. Where I ooh, I do, I do have a play in this. Ooh. One. Is it a the Dimes? Giants? Were f- it was fun. It was fun to watch the Dimes playing well. The last drive there, that was a lot of fun. It was what it was. It's not like the Giants are going to the Super Bowl this year anyway. So no. it was cool. Probably the highlight uh, of their season. They should Yeah, that was for sure the highlight of the season. That was neat. Um, Sorry to the other team. That was uh kind of kind of cruel um washington (laughs) there you get to see some pretty on the other uh yeah on the other hand we got to see some pretty bad quarterback play what was it three picks three fumbles that was rough knows if we even see keenum he's in the (laughs) boot um i don't think as far as my play goes i think it probably helps i actually would love to see haskins in there on quarterback Sling it a little maybe some maybe some mistakes
1: get a little revenge get a little revenge for the new team that passed yeah. him in the draft
0: revenge. yes that too um new york's defensive secondary is colossally bad it's a problem I would love to see the giants play the chiefs right now that would be one of the most hilarious football you could possibly watch uh e- either way i've played the over here we grabbed it. It opened at forty six. God bless anybody who grabbed that. Got forty seven and a half. It's ticked up to forty-nine, forty-nine and a half. I obviously agree with that move. Bad secondaries, bad defenses in general. I don't even care how good the offenses are. They're gonna move on these defenses. This is gonna be one of those it'll be an ugly good game. You know? Oh yeah. Like it'll be ugly from the standpoint that they're two bad teams that probably aren't playing for much they're lighting up the scoreboard for me. Uh, Daniel Dimes, just kind of a little looser, a little more. Uh, I don't want to say like, rec- he's not reckless. He wasn't making, he wasn't making like super bad gunslinger, you know, Brett Favre at his worst decisions, but he was a little looser, looser with the football, as far as getting it down the field, I thought. And I, I think that's, I don't know. It's like you said with, uh, with the move that Pittsburgh made, you know Pittsburgh making that trade, that does for a team's mentality. I think this is just going to help the overall psyche of the team. Like, yeah, we're we're moving on. We're a fresh start. We're moving ahead with this franchise. Maybe we'll be good next year. Let's go out there and you know try to compete while we're doing it.
1: All the yeah, all definitely the quotes, on an over here. Yeah. for points. All the quotes you heard come out of the uh, fr- you know, come out of the locker room after that game, before that game even. All kind of support your 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 points there Uh, i think it's strong good job by good job getting the number you got that was great um i guess two questions i have for you to just try to challenge your position see if you can refute these Um, no sick no no sack barkley here for the giants um presumably they're gonna throw wayne gallman into the mix and just try to have him play sack barkley's role which I think is probably silly. Um, do you think that that is an issue? I have one more after this.
0: I'm happy, happy about that. Hopefully they run less, throw more. That it'll, that's a better team. It was one of those things where you know people, oh, Saquon Barkley, such a great year. Yeah, Would they win three fucking games? I don't remember how many games it won, but it wasn't good. It's it's not going to be a, a run first offense. That'll be that'll be good for this over. It'll be good for this offense.
1: Okay. So hopefully, Goldman uh, gets
0: six touches.
1: Other concern I had because I didn't. I I we talked about this and I saw you doing it and I saw you making that bet and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's a good bet, but I couldn't pull the trigger myself. And this is the second point is the reason why. Let's say the key. Uh, let's say uh, Case Keem is out there on a bum wheel. Um, and let's say that he just happens to be coming off of a primetime performance where he embarrassed his head coach and turned the ball over six times. Any concern that Gruden just rolls out a stupid vanilla play call where Adrian Peterson is run into a you know into a two yards in a cloud of dust 30 times on, on Sunday?
0: I want to give a head coach credit, even if... If he is, even money to be the first head coach fired. Actually, <laughs> <Please. laughs> prudence has seen his <laughs> division foe and their defensive secondary. He goes with a run-first approach. The, I mean, that should be an instant firing. Like, you need to pass the ball on this team. This needs to be a team to attack through the air. Their defensive secondary can't cover anybody. You have a couple halfway decent receivers, and it doesn't matter who the receivers are be attacking this team through the air if he does that you're right it probably will screw me over i don't know if that would be a thought i don't know i can't read his mind but now you got me scared thanks
1: (laughs) you know what the reason i backed off of this otherwise too is the um i had flashbacks to last year's uh, first meeting. It was week eight, maybe. It was in the middle of October. It was around Halloween, I guess. Uh, and I was like, kind of talking myself up, like, oh two too bad defenses. This is going to be a shootout." Um, Redskins were up in MetLife Stadium, uh, and yeah, they gave Adrian Peterson the ball twenty six times. <laughs> it was very, very, very. Uh, he ran for 149 yards and a 64 yard touchdown, but the game ended 20 to 13. Um, and granted a lot of that was cause Eli Manning was pretty horrific, uh, and sack Barkley couldn't get anything going on the ground. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was a frustrating game. I don't know. Um, you know, I don't know if there's really anything to, to, to draw a line here, uh, for, but I, I, I am a little bit worried that, uh, Gruden has um, Keenum on a short leash just because of the sixth turnover performance on Monday. You never really know how a coach responds to those sort of things. But uh, like I said, you've got, you got the market with you. It's the right side. Um, so hopefully it, uh, it turns into a, a W. This next game was an easy stay away. Cool. Chargers are headed to yep. Miami. Early game for a West Coast team. Sixteen and a half point favorites on the road, Miami is a junior varsity team playing against varsity opponents uh and yeah, the chargers aren't as good as we expected. Their offensive line stinks their defensive lines getting no pressure their secondary is uh is 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 substantially missing um derwin james other than philip rivers to keenan allen there's really not a lot about this chargers team that you can point to and say that is working that is good that is something that i like to see out there they are one and two and they are quickly losing ground to the chiefs in the afc west in fact You know, it's we're probably two, three weeks away from kind of crowning the the Chiefs as the AFC West title winners here, uh, the way these two schedules line up. And, uh, you know, the Chargers are in desperate need of a get-right spot, having just lost um, two games in a row here. Uh, Do they get it? And by how much? And does anyone care if a tree falls in the forest and no one's in Miami to watch? Does anyone know? (laughs) It, it, it's still a tough place
0: to play. It's still September. Like, it's still gonna be warm down there. Again, uh, homefield is dead. Homefield was dead anyway for the Los Angeles Chargers a couple years ago. Doesn't matter. No, no way I am laying points like this with them on the road. Like that's just lunacy. But again, what are you gonna do back, Miami? Like, like at any given point, they could lose by fifty. like the high variance game, I think. The Chargers, if they want to, if they play proper, even well, I, you know they gave away another piece. Uh, who's left there?
1: Uh, who's the Xavier Howard? Xavier Howard and Rashad Zavian, Jones he, are the last two yeah. guys left. To turn I mean, lights on.
0: Yeah, Xavier Howard, good player, but when you have nobody around him, like he got his he got his shit roasted by by Cooper several times. Yeah, there's just there's not enough pieces to maybe win a game at all this year. Some of those people that got a bigger number on a team to go 0-16, God bless, it'll be kind of a fun sweat. No chance of betting this game, though. Hard, hard pass. Hope that the Chargers can get it done, move into next week, get Melvin Gordon back, and uh, play compete. A division beating that conference. What's
1: going on with Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram? <laughs> it looks like Joey Bosa's lost a lot of weight. He's getting virtually nothing in terms of uh, this type of disruption we saw from him two seasons ago. Even last season at the end of the year, um, you got a feel for why these guys can't make a make a difference on uh, on from a pass rush standpoint. Is it matchups? Is it quarterbacks of are learning get the ball out faster if you want to control pass rush? Like what's going on with these guys?
0: I mean, there's plenty of pass rushers around the league that are doing well. So I don't know if it's that. Uh, He's just, he's no Nick Bosa. I'll tell you that.
1: (laughs) He's good. Um, Does look like he lost a bunch of weight. Oh, like,
0: you know, like we said, we we talked nice about Houston's offensive line. That was a a decent offensive line they played. They had to go to Detroit. That was just an ugly game. I don't know. I, I didn't watch a ton of that. I'm not sure how he looked there. And then. Boy, the Indian, yeah, Indy, the Chargers have had line. a
1: stupid season so far. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a. Uh, they could
1: be zero three. They've maybe
0: a bit of a get-right game against this. If if there's anything that's going to get those guys going, it's going to be playing against. You know, like we said in the preview, and nobody on this line. So now it's kind of nobody. So hopefully they can get going, <laughs> but this is this is one I'll. This is one I'll check out afterwards. I'm not going to be flipping over to this one very much.
1: I, do we even God, know?
0: What am I going to watch at noon? I'll, I'll be home this time. I won't be traveling. So.
1: You'll be watching Danny Dime run, run up the score on the on the sad ass. Yeah. Uh,
0: honestly, I probably will be just <laughs> watching that for the most part. And, and Kansas City. That one's not next. What's next? Oakland. Going. I did bet this one, too. And uh, giving, away all the, giving away the secrets. Although I did tweet about it. Indianapolis, Oakland. Did we ever decide? Did did we ever decide? I think Oakland flew back to the coast.
1: I've heard Oakland went back to the coast this week, and they intend to go back to the coast next week as well, which is wild. That is wildly bad. If you're
0: not worried about limits, if you're not (laughs) worried about limits, it may be time to just bet against Oakland. If they're going to go from Oakland, to Oakland, to Indianapolis, to Oakland, to freaking London. That's that's <laughs> such a rough spot. Such it's not good. A rough spot, especially. It's not the, good. You go face the Bears in London, coming off coming off a loss at home. Off minus six. Give me that. Give me
1: that every time. God, I might
0: go bet that right now too. <laughs> I might go parlay that with Indy. So I did bet. I bet Indy minus seven even money. This was one. Seven, seven and a half, eight, I don't care. Oakland's in a tough travel spot. Jacoby Brissett looks decent. Like we said, not a top-ten quarterback, but he's looked pretty decent. They are missing a couple pieces. I'm going to be looking foolish if T.Y. Hilton doesn't play because I think it'll tick back down. There'll be some Oakland money for sure. Um, It's kind of sitting in that tweener zone right now, right, between the six and a half and seven. It looks like Pinnacle is shaded a little closer to the Raiders. You can still get some juicy six and a half, but it's mostly seven across the board. Um yeah, this is just kind of a pure a pure uh travel fade. And, and I haven't I haven't minded how Indies look. They've graded out well. They got it done. They took they took the chargers to overtime week one. It didn't look too bad. I I think maybe Andrew, Andrew Luck was a big deal. Let's not, let's not like overreact to that. And maybe Atlanta's not living up to expectations. I think a lot of that we decided was coaching, but they, they got it done. They won. They won <laughs> against a team with a lot of good weapons. So that crow agrees.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no. We're, I mean, yeah, there's just the something to here. say.
0: Something to be said about getting it done.
1: We're on the same page here. Um, they
0: won a couple they won a couple close games, and they went to ten.
1: So why, why didn't I back the Colts this week, too? This was a tough one to leave off the card.
0: You're worried about um, the injuries.
1: I'm worried about the injuries, yeah, I am. I'm worried about the Colts thinking a little bit about next week when they go to Arrowhead to try to get revenge against the Chiefs. Uh, I'm worried. I, yeah, I mean, I'm worried about them just kind of giving us, you know, we'll, we know we'll win. We're going to run it down their throats. We're going to go running heavy attack anyway. We're not going to ask Jacoby Brissett to do much. Uh, I'm I'm just worried that this is a little bit of like a you know, big brother puts his you know hand on the forehead of the little brother and you know like lets him swing away and they just kind of keep him at arm's length for the entirety of the game and they win by seven. Or by three, or by four, or by six, right? Like this is, uh, this is this is a game where if they were hungry, if they were trying to get right, if they were at full strength, if they were going, you know, absolutely max power, uh, they win by double digits. And I'm backing them minus seven all day long in that spot. But the uh, the injuries I think are are spooking me a little bit. The uh, the the place that this falls on the uh, on the calendar is is a little concerning. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean. You know, part of me is hopeful that the Raiders are frisky in this. Maybe not for for your sake. I hope they don't cover, um, but I hope they're frisky uh, and that we can get a, a fair shake on uh, a little bit higher limit swing at uh, uh, at the Bears next week.
0: Yeah. Do you think? Let's just because I don't have a ton. Yeah, I don't have a ton to say about this. It's the Raiders. Suck. Oakland's in a terrible travel spot. It should be over. And they suck, and it should be over a touchdown. The only scores they got last week were a fluky – it was a flea flicker and then a garbage touchdown against you know a prevent defense. Oakland looked bad. It's fun watching the All-22. I was doing from the 18th deck there at U.S. Bank Stadium. It is – I don't love going to football games. I'd rather sit on the couch. I'd rather have all the games – Streaming something on the computer, got you know the Chromebook with fantasy scores, all the stuff going on. It kind of sucks being at the game, truthfully, but it is really neat to watch. Essentially, like the all twenty-two, to see everything going on at once. Like you can really see play action develop. It's kind of neat, and I saw a lot of, lot of really bad running plays by Oakland. Like they just run into the teeth of stuff, leaving linebackers unblocked. they just looked really bad in all as you know all aspects of the game. I just think it should be over a touchdown. So especially with the travel, uh,
1: I think. I, I guess I, I, the last final point though, I I, I can oh. completely see the uh, the Colts doing a raid a Vikings offensive impression here for sure. Like they should, they they'll score what they want to score in this game. They're going to dominate the line of scrimmage and you know, run it down their throats. Uh, I guess I don't know if I feel as, I guess broadly love Frank Reich, love the Colts as a kind of, uh, as a love Ballard best, you know, best, best coach, uh, GM combo across the league short of Belichick, I suppose, although Belichick, the GM I have issues with, but, um, I don't know about this defense. I don't know if they're as good as what we saw from the Vikings defense. I don't know if they're going to be able to suppress this team to what you saw, what seven points effectively. Uh, it's uh, it's they're not a it's as the got Vikings holes. Defense, they're not the no Leonard, no Hooker. I think I, I'm I'm just a little sketched sketched by. But yeah, let's yep. talk about Detroit. Let's talk about this game because this one's interesting. We both noted in our setup of the Eagles game that it was not as much a belief in Detroit as it was a good spot to take the points and to fade the uh, fade the injured team. Um, that was a little overrated. The Lions are la- are getting six six and a half again uh, at home this time against the Chiefs, and this was the. Sh- at least I've thought about making a bet this season by a lot. I think <laughs> I saw this yeah, Did we
0: both just bet I, I
1: did, this I, on
0: I, Sunday yes, while we I recorded?
1: This, I think I, yes, I believe so. A, and I barely even thought about it. Like I thought, I, I thought about the matchups. I thought about Mahomes on the turf, uh, you know, and his, and his weapons on the turf against a team that does likely not going to have Darius slay. And it was a fire. It was a boom fire. No question about it. Um, we are, we've seen the market do some fishy shit. It's not going to seven, even though there's quite a lot of support on the side of the Chiefs here. Um, from a matchup standpoint, I can give you a dissertation as to what a mismatch this is for Andy Reid's offense and Pat Mahomes uh, against this uh, Lions defense. And they can and should don't. call their number. I'm not going to, but they literally should call their number in this game. <laughs> I, I honestly, like I capped this game first cap, even after, after betting it, I ran my model anyway, cause I knew that the numbers were going to be favorable. I get 33, 12, 33, 21. This should be a double digit game. Um, I don't understand at all why they are giving us such a hefty, easy swinging way, uh, spot here on the chiefs. Um, there are other games on the card that are like this that I don't feel the same way about. This is just one that I couldn't be happier to be on the side of of the offense that I just have nothing but the highest regard for in a spot that uh, they should pick their score. Um, what else can you add here as far as reasons to to be bullish on the Chiefs?
0: Literally nothing. I mean, you hit on everything. I just think that made me bet this. We both bet this Sunday night. Like you said, just kind of a... Not a no-brainer as far as – I mean, you never know how this goes. But as far as the numbers, under touchdown on, on the turf, Darius Slay. That's, that's all that matters. The offense is going to put up a shitload. The offense should put up five. Like, five touchdowns is kind of the median on this. Does, you know, can Detroit put up four? Four and change? No. I Detroit will score. Kansas City's out. defense still isn't that good. Detroit will score. But I don't think they're going to keep up. There's just no way to keep up. Yeah, this was, this was for sure. Okay, man. so yeah, I guess let's just right do like a Sunday. quick
1: thought experiment, though. Like, what is the case someone's making who's backing Detroit? Like, what's their, what does their, what is their case? I can't, I can't come up with it, man. I mean, Detroit does like, not have. I don't know a, if the they don't have kind the... of
0: people that. Detroit's coming in hot, if you want to say that, which they're not. They should not have won either of the (laughs) last two games. And maybe that's where they're seeing some support. Detroit hasn't lost a game. They won against a couple of decent teams, teams teams that were favored. I mean, those are playoff teams before the season. Detroit, maybe people have forgotten about the debacle. And granted, that was just being dumb with your prevent defense. They should have won that game, won the other two. They should be one and two right now. Instead, they haven't lost a game. I don't know if there's some some people out there that think, oh, Detroit's pretty good. They won their last two games against some decent teams. Like those are undeserved wins. Yeah. This is I, I don't know. I, mean, I guess it'll hash out. Interesting to see if this does get up to seven later in the week. I don't know.
1: Yeah, the only thing the the, the only on Chiefs the, the, the Chiefs Achilles, the only Chiefs Achilles' heel is that they can't stop the run very well. And if the Lions had any semblance of a run game and they could play keep away at all, I would be I would my ears would be perking up here. But their ability to run is completely and totally helpless. Two games two two games out of three to this point, they have desperately tried to put away wins. By running the ball late in the game against Arizona and against Philly. And in both cases, it was laughable. They get no pressure, no push, uh, no, you know, no, they can't create any lanes, they can't do anything. Uh, as far as running the ball goes, and I have no reason to believe that you know that the Chiefs are they're 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 average, maybe a little below average, is stopping the run, but they're not so bad that they're going to make the Ryan's Lions running back running game look good. Um, and you know, Matt Patricia oh, yeah. seems like the kind of guy who looks at the Chiefs defense and is like, "Ooh, we can we can run the ball today, and we're gonna you know, we're gonna we're gonna be play a power offense here." And I honestly like uh, this this plays too well. Uh, into the hands of the Chiefs and I couldn't be happier at uh Chiefs minus six and a half in this one. So slide down the card.
0: Buffalo, New York, where Bill's mafia has yet to taste defeat. And they <laughs> they will. They will this week. I mean just New England's so good. New England New England's opponents, you can only play who you can play. I mean your schedule's your schedule. They've you know they've embarrassed a couple teams. They beat uh, they beat who they beat. The the teams they uh, have played haven't really. I don't think they've won any other games. So that's not like super indicative well, of a good, good team. But their DVOA, yeah, they the teams that they've played neither have the Bills.
1: A they're DVOA. So oh no no no. no the, Bills, need, yeah. the Giants just got... the Giants the Giants, <laughs> uh, Giants just Giants are Giants are yeah, one sorry. and two. Sorry yeah. sorry sorry.
0: So the, the teams that the Bills have played are one and eight. The teams at New oh England played are all nine, but the, I mean the oh DVOA God. numbers for New England are uh, even adjusted for that are super high. Best offense, best defense, and I mean really good defenses. I bet the under here. I took under forty three and a half. It moved. It's on the move. We think it closes. I don't care. I don't think this, this game gets out of the thirties. New England will score. I'm not so sure about Buffalo. Like if Buffalo scores, maybe it'll be maybe the the Stidham pick six again. Who knows? Buffalo might cover because I think it's going to be a low scoring game, and you can see maybe a garbage touchdown. But yeah, this this feels like a game where New England gets into the twenties, Buffalo ends up in the teens. Love the Sunder. They're great defenses, and I don't think New England's going to go up there and just some offensive thrashing on them. No. they're going to go up there and get it done. Move to 4-0 and move on with their lives.
1: Yeah, I'm with you 100% on this. Under as well. Two great defenses. Two great, great defenses. I don't think opponent adjustments, forget about it. Like, these two defenses are fucking good. Uh, last year, if you look up and down the Patriots schedule, when the Patriots were clicking in the throughout the, throughout the, um, the second two-thirds of the season, They scored like 24 and 26 or something against this Buffalo team. Like They were scoring 40 uh, and 30 everywhere else, and Buffalo was able to keep them in check. Um, Now, the Patriots' offense is not looking great, I have to tell you. Uh, I don't love um, the fact that they only have really one truly uh, game-breaking player in Josh Gordon, and we're still not a hundred percent seeing that connection between Gordon and Brady be, you know, uh, as seamless as some of the other, um, you know, some of the other connections Brady's had throughout the years, you know, Gronk and, uh, Edelman and, uh, and Randy Moss, et cetera, Walker, uh, Gordon still has not completely gotten his, uh, his chemistry going with Brady and, uh, The Buffalo pass defense continues to get better year over year and game by game. Like, this is a great unit. They are going to put up a great fight. And um, Patriots' offensive line is a little spooky. Um, Patriots' run game is a little suspect. Uh, Buffalo's offense from top to bottom is suspect. They have played against three extremely poor pass defenses. Um, Let's remind everyone that Josh Allen has gone up against the Jets the uh giants and the bengal's past defenses i think those three are squarely in the bottom 10 maybe bottom 5 uh past defensive units across the league and uh josh allen is in for a very rude surprise going up against uh not only a complex look from the bill belichick but an outstanding um you know roster of talented defensive players this is this has uh, the potential for the Patriots to pitch a shutout, but uh, I don't think they do so. Forty-three to nothing. I think they do so mm, twenty-three to nothing, or something along those lines. I'll give the Bills seven points. I guess I'll call like twenty-three-seven. Um, but I am one hundred percent in step with you. Forty-three and a half was a disrespectful opener. This should have been in the forty-one range on the open, and I still might have bet the under at that point. And uh, hopefully, this is a another ugly good game. That's all defense. What's uh, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Props on just you know non prime time, like a Buffalo under one and a half touchdowns score. Yes, I, don't know. I might have to they find another fun way to be. back this too. But I, yeah, uh, it's over. not a prime time game. But I, I liked what you said about the the past defenses. That's something we talked about earlier in the week. I'd forgotten about they. This is going to be such an enormous step up as far as past defenses and. Bill's smart enough to know take away Josh Allen beating you with his feet and this team's not going to do very much. So,
1: yeah, I and honestly, like, it's I'm
0: be a pretty ugly low I don't have, uh,
1: I don't have scoring f- dominant
0: game. When, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah,
1: that's I 100 percent agree with you. And I don't have much on the side here except that I, I, I just, this has the whiffs of the sharps are on Buffalo. Buffalo's got a chance, and then. You know, three quarters of the way through the game, Buffalo's got zero points. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like this has got that. Yeah, yeah, this has got that whiff to it. Um, And uh, kind of speaking of whiffs to it, uh, this is one that I was going to try to make the case for an over, uh, and I was going to try to make a case for Tennessee, uh, and I had a bet in my queue uh, that I was ready to place, and I said, you know what? uh i am not just placing bets for the fun of it there are good reasons not to do this uh and so i cleared the queue cleared my head and uh it was all on the basis of tennessee's offensive coordinator on thursday night football doing one of the dumber sequences that i've seen in my lifetime uh down three scores manages to eat seven minutes of clock with 11 plays, gaining 28 yards. That combination is seemingly impossible. Like, I don't think you could find any other example of a drive like that throughout NFL history going back to probably the 50s. And yet, here we are down three scores, and they were able to completely wipe off the clock and gift-wrap Jacksonville the win. Um, Tennessee is not an offense that I'm getting in bed with anytime soon, even though every, every, every other signal points to them being the right side in this game. Uh, we saw the look-ahead here was... Um Atlanta minus four and a half. It opened up Atlanta minus four. Even it opened up Atlanta minus four and a half. Even though uh the Falcons will be without Grady Jarrett, the Falcons will be without their all world uh safety Keanu Neal. Like that's a heartbreaking injury he's done for the season. This is a junior varsity defense. If 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 Mariota cannot get it done against this Atlanta defense, if he cannot score into the 20s here, bench his ass, move on. to move on Because this is the weakest defense he will face for weeks and weeks and weeks here. Uh, and, yeah, I, honestly, if I had any faith, any trust at all in this offensive unit for Tennessee, I would be either backing them, taking the points, or taking the over here. But uh, I can't do it. And you know Atlanta might somehow get this win, even though they are a forgotten unit. Um, but don't buy into this team. I gotta tell you, man, this Falcons team is not worth backing. The co- coaching, top to bottom, is suspect. Dan Quinn has got to go. Uh, and you know this is these are just this is an easy stay away from this game because I just I, there's I I. Can't understand why Tennessee is doing what they're doing. Why they are sticking with Mariota? I can't understand why Atlanta is doing what they're doing, sticking with Dan Quinn. This is uh, this is not. This is not. N- neither of these teams are worth paying any attention to, uh, and neither of them are going to be factors this year in the uh, in the in the broader picture. So happy to stay away from this one. Save for you.
0: Yeah, it makes me sad because we're hopeful for Atlanta. What we hoped for Atlanta, we got with Dallas. Like oh, new offensive yes. coordinator. Great point. You know, good God, re- so good right. receivers. Like this, this this could be a good offense if we get some plus EV play calling. This God, team's gonna lay down some so fucking right. points, right? And we're and you're seeing the dichotomy here between you got in Dallas and what you have got in Atlanta. It's just it's so day and night. It's just more of the same, maybe even worse. I don't know. And then Keanu. that sucks for that guy he's such a good player second year in a row goes out early i mean for the year he's done go look at the splits i don't have it in front of me but it's something i read in the off season that kind of was jarring as far as how that defense performed with and then without him and they did have other injuries along the defense it wasn't just him it was rough and this is a team that could be headed Headed uh, downward. Like, yeah. man, give me any other team. Any other team to take as a road dog yep. here. Exactly. I would probably be doing it. Exactly. Do. God, you nailed like, it. Ten- any, other ten- <laughs> any other team. Any other team. Any other team. Tennessee. Um, Tennessee. The, if you took Tennessee, though. I no, wouldn't I wouldn't either. You. Coming off extra rest. Playing like shit, just lost a huge piece on defense. Mario to get right game <sighs> on turf. Man, I'm almost talking myself into this, and I'm just not going to. I, I like if I see Atlanta, my, my show, late, oh, get a Tennessee bet. team, total? hopefully, like the Tennessee, the Tennessee team
1: total should be an yeah. auto bet after what we've seen from Atlanta to this point on defense and who they just lost. But the Tennessee, it's but it's gonna but be like, I, like I can't 20. do it. I can't do it. Not with Arthur Smith there out there. He he could he could wipe out a whole quarter and score three points. He could eat it fifteen minutes of clock and yep. three points are scored. Like you just can't do it. Um Hard anyway. Task. Let's move to the afternoon. You want to set up this uh, this West Coaster?
0: Yeah, this was uh I have not got involved in yet, but there's been much deliberation. And I believe you have already. Different I sides. Have. Not to, not head to head, but uh, about it. We're looking at different angles. No, I get it. I really do get it. Were we impressed? It's it's Rams, Tampa Bay. Rams, Tampa Bay. Tampa heads to the coast, going to play out on the West Coast. The Rams got a win. They didn't look stellar doing it. Goff hasn't looked really good yet. Uh, A bunch of the pieces. Uh, Aaron Donald, he got a lot of pressure. He was good up the middle. He does what he does. I mean, he's just—he's an all-star. He's probably defensive player of the year again. If he, gets, <laughs> if he gets his numbers. Yeah, so, get it. Oh man, but just yeah. Open at nine and a half, up to ten. Tampa hasn't looked terrible. Godwin not pr- didn't practice today. That would make me nervous if I bet plus ten. Looking at people in the room, something I'm looking <laughs> at. The total is coming down. The Rams defense looks a little shaky. Tampa's offense hasn't looked bad. We're kind of looking at the same thing. Cause I you know, someone I'm talking to doesn't mind the over, even with the number coming down. I don't mind the over. I don't mind Tampa over 20 on a team total. Tampa's gonna score on this team.
1: Team total the right look here. We'll
0: give up some points
1: here.
0: I don't know. I'm not sure which is the right look. I haven't bet either. I know you're on spoiler alert, Tampa plus ten. It's another one. It's it's like the Cleveland game. It's probably just a bit too much. Like, yeah, like I I haven't bet it, but 10's I, aggressive. I respect the bet. Like it, it's probably what you have to
1: do. It If it was nine, I the probably right wouldn't now. have played it. They haven't. It's like honestly, if it if it was eight and a half or nine, I'm probably not in. The we talked
0: so yeah. much about the receivers. We are just in in love with their three receivers before the for the season and I mean, what they score. And I don't want to take anything away from Cleveland's defense, but what did they put up twenty last week.
1: Uh, thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. Rams did twenty to thirteen. Yeah. Oh, no, the, yeah, the Rams, Rams got twenty. Yeah, Rams say, got twenty. How did they win? Rams got twenty. Yeah.
0: The Rams got 20. 27. I don't know. That was three, a of, of, a those, three of those. Three of those. Three of
1: those. Totally gift wrapped. By the way. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, those those were those are some goofy plays. And then, yeah, what was what was week one? What did we see out of a uh, look back at this? Rams now?
1: got thirty. A the lot of a lot of short. Oh, that Carolina game. A lot, a lot of short fields. A lot yeah, of a lot of weird turnovers. One. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I'm looking at the over the team total over for Tampa. Uh, one or the other might not be either. If
1: Godwin plays up a lot for making that decision, I suppose. I mean, defend your position. So 10 10 was the magic number here. You just look at it, and I couldn't in any way rationalize how the Rams should be a 10-point favorite. Part of this is because home field is canceled. Um, And then the Rams never really had much home field anyway in the Coliseum. I mean, it's it's not uh, not a place you can generate a lot of noise. It's not a place where people are kind of miserable coming out to travel and play. Um, And I would say Tampa Bay... Um, was by far and away the better team last week against the Giants. They fell asleep at halftime after, what, they were up 28-10? to 10. Um, They went conservative. That's the only real knock on Tampa Bay, and the only real reason I feel a little silly getting involved here is because of how much I dislike their offensive approach generally. Um, and Byron Leftwich has a lot to be asked of in terms of uh, an offensive coordinator that I like being in bed with as far as having a position on his team. Um, and they're going to have to score to To stay inside ten, they can't, they're not getting this done the way they beat the uh, the way they beat the Panthers. You know, whatever what was that game 16-13 or something dumb. Like they, they they're going to have to to be competitive. They're going to have to score. They're going to have to get into the twenties. They can do it. They have the weapons. They have the tools. They can neutralize the strengths of the Rams defense, and they can move the ball. The Rams, to a degree. Um, I think are going to be suspect of a lot of the same things that the Eagles were last week, where they are going to be nursing some injuries and they are going to be looking ahead to Thursday's game, which is much more meaningful for them against the Seahawks. Um, I think that there will be some splitting of duties planning for that Thursday game, as well as uh, prepping for this Tampa Bay game. And the fact that they are 10 point favorites may, um, you know, they may be looking past this team a bit. Um, And, by the way, Sean McVay kicking field goals when he should be going for it. Um, that is another recipe that I'm happy taking a double digit points against you if you're going to be making those incorrect decisions. And he obviously has not learned. Um, so, all things considered, 10 points was just too many for me here. And, you know, this is, uh, this is a spot where I just expect, you know, I, I expect Tampa to get into the 20s. Um, the team total over might have been a better look. Um, but, uh, but yeah, this is, this is all the makings of Ram Zeke out of victory here. And, uh, and plus 10 is never in doubt. So, uh, that's where I'm taking moving down to back to the desert, Seattle heads to Arizona. Uh, two teams that I am ready to write off for. Uh, for different reasons, uh, Seattle disaster, disaster of a coaching performance at home against the saints last week. Um, P Carroll and company have learned nothing. Uh, Brian Schottenheimer is running the most minus EV offense in the league. Uh, I don't know if there's even a close second. Um, and Arizona, uh, fool's gold. Uh, the competitiveness they showed us in week two against Baltimore was for naught. uh, they were awful. Against Carolina last week at home. This is their third home home game in uh, out of four weeks, and I got to tell you, man, Cliff Kingsbury and company do not look like they have the goods this year. This is a team that, if you're holding uh, Arizona over five wins, I got bad news for you that that puppy ain't coming home. Uh, Kyler Murray may be the long-term answer there. He's got some skills, he's got some uh, some tools that are pretty cool, um, but uh, I am not feeling great about this team's. Potential to get wins this year. Uh, They open up as three-point favorites. It's bet uh, actually the look ahead was three. They open up. uh, Seattle opens up as three and a half-point favorites. It was bet up to five. Um there are people out there who are betting the over 46 to 48 too. That feels like the wrong direction. I have no clue who's taking an over position on this game. Um neither offense has really shown any ability to, to score consistently here. Uh but apparently people out there are willing to put their hard-earned money on Brian Schottenheimer's offense in this game. So go figure. Um any expectations for this one or is this the easiest one on the card to stay away from?
0: Yeah, this is one I barely like I don't even have anything to say. When I see an Arizona game, just <laughs> I still don't know what the team's identity is. Like they're still figuring it out. And I'm not going to get money involved in a team that doesn't have it figured out yet. Great and, great take. Yeah, like you said with Seattle. What am I what am what am I going to do back or fade Seattle with a team I I don't understand yet. So, hard pass. I guess the only thing I could say for the over is Like Arizona's defense has been pretty porous. If Seattle wants to throw the ball at all, they'll be more than welcome to, and it should be pretty easy. Um, Yeah, Seattle on the road here. I'm not going to take the, I'm not going to lay that many points on the road. Problem is, team that I really don't believe in. So, yeah, no hard hard pass. The
1: the problem is that abortion of a coaching performance out of Pete Carroll on Sunday uh, was met with the commentary of i took too many chances i was too aggressive uh so what are we supposed to take away from that uh that they're going to run even more minus ev offense in this game like uh, it was it was bizarre from start to finish the way they were prepared and the way they took the field on sunday uh russell wilson's season looks to be uh you know to be in jeopardy as far as him competing for a playoff spot as far as i can tell you um i don't think i hold them up as competitors next week against the rams either uh, i don't really want to get too much into lookaheads here but uh did you see that number uh was rams minus one and a half in seattle on thursday night football yep yeah doesn't look like and a very uh, good number to me <laughs> <sure is off. laughs> No, it does not. Uh, at the same time, though, Seattle plays oh. up in primetime at home, and maybe that's why they're trying to respect that, I guess. Anyway, uh, once you set us up with your, your homeboys, I'm not your sure if that's predictive. Soldier Field.
0: I was going to say, I'm not sure if that's predictive, the primetime angle by one team, one coaching staff. And then we'll dive into Minnesota's <laughs> last, like, what, 20 games in Soldier why, Field? Why do they suck so they're hard in like Chicago, man? 5 and 15? Why I do they don't suck know. So hard it's funny. Like somebody showed me the stats today, and even before that, like if somebody asked like how do the Vikings do in Chicago? I've been like awful. Like, they're they're so bad. Doesn't matter if they're a great team and Chicago's throwing out Brex Grossman, they're gonna go down there and lose. It's a it's apparently like a mental block. They're gonna go down there to Chicago. Yep, all, it, it, it all the way down. It is south. Chicago. It's south. It's 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 a. I bet it's a six-hour drive from Minneapolis. It's Oof. five for me. Oof. They. This number's probably right. These teams are about equal. Minnesota has looked great at times, especially against the Raiders. It's easy to look good against the Raiders, I guess. They they're missing a few things about their offense. They're not getting that passing game. Clicking on all cylinders they're not using digs as much as they should, irv Smith looks good it's like they they got a nice little gem in the draft there oh you look you took a guy from Alabama, you found yourself a, a hidden gem but uh, <laughs> i i don't know the Chicago offense that was a bit of a mirage, oh yeah you know, the the short fields getting getting nineteen turnovers out of Keenum. If you want to make a case for Minnesota, it's it's the short week getting points with the better. They have the better offense. Minnesota clearly has a better offense. Chicago and Minnesota, I'd say they both have very good defenses. This is kind of like the Patriots Buffalo game, except Minnesota is not the Patriots. (laughs) Their offense is better, better by attrition. It's you know it's better by attrition.
1: Yeah, it's less. It's less worse.
0: Chicago's (laughs) offense has been. Less shitty, so <laughs> I, I no no chance I'd be getting involved. If if I if I was just looking at this from a straight handicapping standpoint, it'd probably be give me give me the road points team short you know short week, but certainly not at two and a half. If it got to three and a half, I'd consider it. Uh, Kirk Cousins' performance against doing air quotes playoff teams, good teams, worrisome as well. So. Ass on this low total, thirty-eight. Now should be ugly. This should be the ugliest game of the afternoon.
1: You haven't in a, mentioned in an uh,
0: afternoon that include, that includes Jacksonville, Denver.
1: You haven't mentioned. I, I mean, honestly, like uh, if this uh, this looks like it's trending towards Minnesota plus two and a half as a closer, uh, you have not mentioned at all uh, using them as a teaser leg. Oh. Oh, Yeah. Low total. Teasing and pass. I seven. did this last year. And,
0: I did this last year against Chicago. I did it. And it took some late,
1: oh, late backdoor, Minnesota heroics to get inside cover. the teaser oh, my number. God, I remember that. back Backdoor the oh, teaser. Oh my God, I remember that. Yep. That mm-hmm. was exciting. That was exciting. That was a primetime game. Yeah. Um, no, I,
0: mm. I'm considering it. If it does close at two, two and a half. I probably take a teaser, like road dogs isn't the worst thing to do with a teaser, so considering it, but for now it's a pass.
1: This is a big game. uh I don't have much to add. I agree with all your takes. I think Minnesota's the side if there's a side um the under's the total is too low to take the under. Uh, no way I'm getting involved in an over between these two teams who are dominated by defense. Um Minnesota's offensive line is a little suspect. Uh the but 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 short week in Chicago took some uh took some flak on their defensive line. Uh they may not be at full strength. Uh not likely to see uh Hicks out there, right? Floyd? Hicks are yeah. these guys gonna take H- the field?
0: Hicks Hicks will probably be missing.
1: Okay. That's that's big, Um, because a lot of the strength of the Bears' defensive line, in my opinion, comes from the fact that you can't double Mack. But if Hicks isn't there, that does open up some opportunities to be a little more creative and a little more flexible. Um, Yeah, uh, this is a big game, though. The loser will have their second loss um, in the NFC North, which is tough. If you're going to win that division, which you're going to have to, to be a contender in the NFC. That's I a good point. You're going to need, you're going to need home games. Um, winner, on the other hand, will be 3-1. and one, And if everything goes right on Thursday Night Football, and I'm knocking on wood as we speak, uh, you'll be tied with the uh, Packers at 3-1 and one at the top of the NFC North. So this is, uh, this is, this is pivotal. This is meaningful. More meaningful, I think, than people realize in terms of the overall landscape in the NFC. Good luck to your Vikings. I hope they get it done. Um, Nothing against the Bears. Uh, I just don't want to see this Bears offense in the playoffs. Or do we want to see that? Maybe we do want to see the Bears. It's a bettable game if the Bears make the playoffs. We do not. Uh, We do not. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, I will set up the other, uh, other very, very low total on the board this week. Second 38 out there. Same um, game. Jacksonville this this
0: same and game. Gardner
1: Minshew. It's kind of the same game. Uh, Jack's road dog, three points, a little extra rest. Uh, conditions are not great. You don't want to be a team that's headed to altitude early in the season, especially uh looks like it's going to be kind of hot. Uh, and hot and altitude are especially poor mix um this could be really really tough to see jacksonville get going in this one they may be a little bit lethargic i expect denver to pull away here at the very end to get on the winch win column for the first time this season gardner Minshew, i thought looked okay against the titans at times um he had a couple of flashes of brilliance his receiving core let him down a couple times but it was raining it wasn't a great game it was a short week there wasn't any wrinkles in the offense they have a little bit extra time here to prep um The Nick Fangio-led defense for this Denver Broncos has been what the... Would you say that of any unit across the entire NFL, offense or defense, there has been any more disappointing unit than the Broncos' defense?
0: Just I mean, even Uh, if you just say the defensive ends alone, or the edge rushers, rather, (laughs) it's been so sad. It, was, it wasn't It was underperformed last year and it's like alright you know, maybe bringing in a defensive coach is dumb in general but this defense might thrive and they haven't. They haven't. Maybe this is uh, you know a case of it, it. it's not like he changed the scheme a lot either. I don't know. I'm grasping at straws here trying to figure out why. I can't figure out why. They should be better. Might have to dig into this a little. But yeah it's it's been a problem. That was supposed to be the identity. Like Flacco was going to come in, game manager, veteran role. Defense is good. We don't have to score a lot of points to get wins. It's not how it's turning out right now. And yeah, they're they're in danger here. This is they're saying Denver and Jacksonville are about equal. Jacksonville's starting a rookie quarterback. That's not what you wanted to be at this point in the year. I mean, like, Flacco's, Flacco's not hard. where you wanted to be here.
1: Flacco threw, threw one well, of the Flacco worst passes we've seen all
0: too, but...
1: <laughs> He threw one of the worst passes I've seen and, all season. Uh, and it got intercepted. It was horrific. True, but,
0: I mean, Minshew didn't do a ton outside of... Uh, he got that short field. That was a great pass. Great play call, actually. Yeah, the first yeah, touchdown on Thursday night. The, the other pass was great. Uh, Another just good play call. There was like a drop touchdown later on. He had the moment. He's still a rookie. This is a tough spot. I can't back Jacksonville. I can't back rookie quarterback going up to Denver to play. It's not like he hasn't played at altitude, I suppose, being out, uh, out on the West Coast. I'm sure he's played in the mountains somewhere. 12. I mean, Provo's up there, isn't it? I don't know. I'm not a college guy. I'm talking out of my ass here, but
1: yeah, this is a weird. <sighs> this is tough
0: going to De- going to Denver at altitude. Yeah, just it's a tough spot to go play in Denver as a rookie quarterback. Three and a half's not enough for me.
1: What's weird is uh, uh what's weird is that if this was if this, even at at plus three, I'm not getting involved in Jacksonville. At Pickham, I'm not getting involved in Denver. Like this was an easy stay away altogether. All like. <laughs> Like there's like a good three-point window here where I just can't manifest an edge because I don't think either of these offenses are going to be very competitive I think you know this is this is a field goal coin flip kind of game this is a fair line this is an easy stay away let's move on to Sunday night where I think there is a little bit more of a sophisticated handicap we can put to this game we have the Dallas Cowboys who are undefeated who we believe in we, we believe in this team despite the fact that their offense has gone up against the Redskins, the Giants, and the Dolphins. Not necessarily what I would define in any way, shape, or form as a meaningful test to this point in the season. They've kind of had an extended preseason where they could just rack up a few wins, get a lead on the rest of the NFC. And um, that may actually be important as we kind of march through the schedule here because this looks like another opportunity to get a win the way I handicapped this game. Um, the only thing I will bring up about the Cowboys offense that is slightly concerning is they only have one receiver who can get open. Cooper's the only guy. Uh, with you know Gallup was doing nice things um, with this offense. I thought he was kind of found some chemistry with uh, with Prescott and having two receivers who could get open through the first game and a half was dynamic and you know was made them especially dangerous with just one It's a little tougher. And on the other side of the ball, the saints have an offense that has completely stalled under Teddy Bridgewater. They got a huge win last week. I have reasons that I suspect why they got that win. I think a lot of it played into a focused week of prep staying on the West coast. Now we've seen two teams do this San Francisco week two and saints last week where you buckle down and you focus on nothing else but preparing for your game. And guess what? You come out looking like, you know, looking solid in all three phases, but, it still didn't make Teddy Bridgewater look like an effective quarterback his average at the target was like three or four yards like it's it's not uh it's it's not an effective way to score points and move the ball and get a win and because of the lack of gallop and the one dimensional nature of the passing attack for the cowboys, because of Teddy bridgewater's uh very very conservative uh handling of this offense uh, and because of the the general um, you know, hostile nature of playing in the Superdome. Uh, I think this game plays to an under. Um, I think the fact that it opened up at forty-five and minus three for the Cowboys, I was probably staying away. Uh, as it got bet, to, you know, down to two and a half, I thought hard about the Cowboys. As it got bet up to forty-seven, I couldn't help it. I got involved in the under. I'm on under forty-seven in this game. I think we see another prime time uh, tight low scoring uh, fight that ends with uh, you know whoever has the ball last probably the cowboys um, anything that you see in order in, in terms of getting involved in this game and any concern about my underplay? The totals ticked up.
0: I <laughs> mean the market disagreed so far. What'd you grab for was an upper? I did, did you say forty seven. Forty seven. Okay. Okay. You did so you grab the top so far. Which I guess at least you have that going for you. You're kind of the buyback king this week. I think I, I that the early that.
1: moves were contrarian and misguided, to be honest with you, in a lot of senses. Except for the oh, wow. except except for the Buffalo under. Except for the ones I made. Yeah, the Buffalo under <laughs> I thought was bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm on I'm on I'm no. under forty seven at minus one oh four.
0: I mean all good points, all good points. Yeah, the Gallup thing sucks. Amari Cooper still made it work last week against a corner who's supposed to be halfway decent. Lattimore, I don't know. Not sold on that. Like Cooper, Cooper could go off here. I don't know about New Orleans. New Orleans at home, though. I feel like the total's just about right. I'm not. I'm not like jazzed about that bet. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, I'm not. not yeah, I'm not, like, it's not <laughs> popping out at me. I'm just looking at it. Like, Dallas has been able to score. And I, I feel like New Orleans at home, even with the dink and dunk offense, another week of practicing with Teddy is with the ones. The the offense may come out a little improved at home on the turf. Dallas's offense, yeah. I'm, this one makes me nervous. I'm not, like, uh, I'm not stumping for an over. Or really saying like the move was the correct move. I'm thinking I'm thinking mid 40s is just about right though. Okay, so, okay. If anything, got if, if anything, I'm looking at Dallas. Like you said, Dallas two and a half. This is one where I don't think I'd be able to tease New Orleans just with a little bit of uncertainty. You've you've said this a couple times in chats. I don't know if you've said it on the air yet, the uh, your ground hole. You <laughs> like, design an offense for Drew Brees. I mean, you know, Teddy know is a completely different type of quarterback. It's just if they if they can tailor the offense and get more of the playbook tailored to his style of play, he's been he's been a semi successful quarterback. I I think New Orleans could still make honestly, they can still make a run at the division for sure. It starts this week. This is a huge win towards him, you know, making a run at the playoffs. Yeah, I just uh, I is. think it's a hard pass because of that. Like, I don't, I don't know if, if the offense looks like it did last week. If that's what they're going to do, it's going to be the identity. If they're going to be like, let's just get, let's get through this with Teddy, and you know, they won last week, and they have that going for them. Yeah. Boy, this is a tough one for me. If I do anything with this game, it'll probably be later on this week as I dig into this more. Leaning, leaning road chalk doesn't feel right, though. Yuck. No. Doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. I'm just no, not, so no, goddamn not impressed in, with no. Kellen Moore. Yeah. It wasn't a flash in the pan. But the, like, like we've said, and we said this with the Patriots as well, Dallas hasn't played much for quality team yet. So yeah. this will be probably a learn – I'm going to call it a learn something game. We're going to see what Dallas does on the road against a quality, a higher quality opponent, hard pass.
1: Not a hard pass, soft pass. Soft pass, okay. Okay. Um, How about in terms of setting up a second half look in this game? Uh, What happens if it is like I'm looking for an under here and we are seeing, you know, field position battle? Um, Because honestly, like, Yes, Dallas is untested, but the fact that they don't have Gallup is, is a differentiating factor, in my opinion. I don't think they're as fluid. I don't think they're as dynamic on offense without Gallup. Uh, and on the other side of the ball, I don't like, I, you know, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, the, the square peg round hole thing, is like the perfect, perfect descriptor of, of his role for that offense. And the fact that they had a whole week of prep and they didn't introduce any innovative wrinkles for him, they didn't introduce any RPO. They didn't give him any kind of a, a middle intermediate distance, uh, you know, passing target plan. He was only dumping down like all of that is a huge red flag. Um, I the Seattle demons that I don't have a whole hell of a lot of, you know, a whole lot, a lot of fear for. I'm not, I'm not afraid of that, that, that unit. Um, so yeah, this is a, this is a much better defense in, in Dallas than what you just faced in Seattle, in my opinion. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think you know. I guess for for second half potential, like if this is a low scoring tight game, let's say Dallas is up ten seven or you know or you know six three, you know at halftime. Like, what's what's our approach for the second half? Or vice versa? Man,
0: maybe I do. Like, I'm just looking at that too. You know the the how Dallas's offense ticked last week. Tony Pollard had 100 yards. He's the backup. They grade out really well. I just popped onto PFF, top-rated run offense. According, I can't to their remember. Stats. I can't remember. Who'd they play last week?
1: I can't remember.
0: Yeah, this, yeah. This, <laughs> this is this is a three-week measurement, and like we just said a minute ago, they haven't played good teams, but they're running well. Like this offense is, it's it's moving. Well, in all facets, even down a receiver, they're blocking well. Blocking well for running, they're uh, they, you know they're running when they should run. They're not making let's establish the run decisions. They're running when it's appropriate and it's working. And yes, they played shitty teams, and that's why I'm not going to trust them as road chalk yet. <sighs> I think, and that should be beneficial to somebody's under. Yeah. If they do decide, hey, we're on the road, let's not get so razzle-dazzle, let's lean on Zeke and Tony, let's run the ball a little more, longer drives, I think maybe it'll okay. get there.
1: Okay. Um, all right, well, I'm excited for this game. I, I guess I, it's sad that we're not going to see Drew Brees and company take on, you know, take on the, the Cowboys at full strength. It's sad that Gallup's not going to be out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is, uh, is going to be a good contest. should be fun. Should be fun. Um, all right, man. Uh, let's wrap it up here. Great pod. We'll uh, get this up for the people, and uh, we'll talk on uh, Thursday Night Football Halftime Show. Tune in to the Periscope, where we get back on track, and find a winner on Thursday Night Football. Uh, any final final thoughts? We're ready to wrap.
0: Ready to wrap. I'm ready to get it. I'll tweet on anything else if we add to the card. Otherwise, pretty healthy
1: already. Your, most of your action is in the uh, one PM slate, right? Like you'll be, you'll know pretty much. Uh, mm-hmm. You'll know you're, you'll know how your week went by the time we uh, by the time we kick our feet up for Rams Bucks, huh?
0: Yeah, I don't. By I don't often you, look at the time. By the time you sit back, by the time you
1: cap. by the time you sit back and tune in for your afternoon meaningful game. In the NFC North landscape of Minnesota at Chicago. Uh, that's kinda cool that they get the afternoon slot. That's probably the game of the week, huh?
0: Yeah. I got in laws in town. Hopefully they're gone by then. <laughs> Concentrate on things. I wanna go do I wanna go do another sports booker video. I might be doing that in the next couple weeks. Might be heading to Waterloo. Ooh. It's fun going checking out these books. I love it, man. Waterloo, Waterloo. All right. So all right. Until Thursday we we'll, and we'll talk to you pod pod style again Sunday.
1: All right, best. Thanks of luck. for
0: listening.